Welcome to the Marvin Pierce Dog Teacher Podcast, where we discuss various dog training topics to help you become the best leader for your dog. Marvin Pierce has over 20 years of experience with obedience training for dogs located in the Sherwood, Oregon area. Offering private lessons and group clinics, the dog teacher has been able to change the lives of dog owners by helping them develop and maintain an obedient dog. For more information, contact us at MarvinPierceDogTeacher.com. So, Bianca, <coughs> yes, we need to talk some good trash talking for our podcast. Some good trash talking. So, something fun. Like, you would scout being pissy at him at the, <laughs> the clinic over and wherever we were. That wasn't the most pissy I've been with him. Well, was, no, but I, I mean, you were nice pissy with him because then. he got off the picnic table that you had him on all day. Yeah, I was. And yeah. it's really, I think, to avoid it that you could let him off for so long. Well, and that was one of the things, too, where I realized in conversation I say things. And then when I'm in lessons, I'm like, all right, let's go. And I wave my dog over. And then he hears me say, all right. And he's like, that means I can get going. <laughs> and it's just habit, you know. Yeah. I mean, like yeah. you said. i got to change a lot of that repetition stuff. Repetition habit. Yeah. yeah. And Bear, the other day, I left him on the, in the round pen again. I forgot about him. I was doing a lesson with him yeah. and Mario and Roxy. And I left. And Suzanne or somebody, Carrie or somebody's like, hey, you want to get Bear? And I'm like, I've got to go. <laughs> And I'm like, just go get him. And I think it might have been Carrie. She's like, I don't know if he's oh, going to yeah. come. Yeah. And I said, well, if he don't, he'll be there when I come back. Yeah. And so he came in the kennels. And, but he thought he was going to be in trouble for getting off yeah. his box. Yeah. And it is that tough with these dogs. And the thing, you know, like today in Newburgh, we was doing a walk thing and working with dogs. And I was talking about cattle dogs versus the obedient dog. And that's what got me into working with obedience so much is because of my cow dogs. People have seen them a lot. And I'd be out on a ranch or farm or whatever or in Newburgh catching cattle and people see my dogs and they're like, man, I want my dog to act like that. And it's yeah. like, well, I feel anybody's dog can act like that. <clears throat> but it's really hard when you start teaching them to sit on the couch and sleep with you and eat treats <laughs> every day and they don't have to have no rules. Yeah. And yeah. you can do that. You know, even me and my cow dogs over the years – I talk to people about cow dogs or buying a pup, and they're like, well, you know, these are not family dogs or work dogs. I said, well, then it's not my kind of dog. Yeah. I mean, my cow dogs were family dogs. I yeah. mean, they would sleep on the couch with you or in the bed with you if you allowed yeah. it, but yeah. they would go work until they died for you, too. They didn't matter. I mean, my dogs, they played with the grandkids and the kids growing up around here and everything else. But, yeah. man, it's like Bear right now. He'll go hang with the best of them, but if you say, let's go get him, he's gone. Yeah. Or you put electric collar on him. I know. He'll do backflips yeah. and cartwheels. Yeah. He's like, man, I'm ready to go He heads work. for the front door with me now. He's like, e-collar, let's go. I'm like, yeah. no, buddy, we're just going to the woods. There's cows out there. I'm putting an e-collar on you. Yeah. And it's just like, it's crazy for him because of the fact that that's what he lives to work. Yeah, he does. But he does yeah. so good at not doing it. Yeah. But if you put the e-collar, like today I put the e-collar on him, he was pissed because we went to the round pen. Oh, he was mad. Yeah. yeah, and it's like, dude, really you pissed in my round yeah. pen. So I'm and the lady was like, is he, now is he being good because he's got the e-collar? She thought he was like being an angel, but he was sitting there like. Yeah, he was just. <laughs> so. <laughs> Why'd you put this damn collar on me if we're not going to work yeah. cattle? <laughs> yeah. So it's just for him, it was just like major slap in the face because he had an e-collar and he didn't get to go work. And but. Scout likes to work so much now that he literally will not poop in the morning. Because we go outside and he's like, the car. Let's go. 
to work. Let's go. Come on. <laughs> and he just will go back inside and go chew on a toy in his kennel or something. But we go out that door and he's like, that way. <laughs> to the vehicle. <laughs> and it makes a lot of difference for these dogs. And, and that's the hard thing for me, you know, like the little, was it a little brown dog? Or no, it was Ivy maybe. They said I was so excited when I started getting here. Yeah. Night with the lesson. Yeah. Because she knew she was coming up here to go work. She was also very excited to go home. Yeah. And they are. <laughs> yep. And that's the fun thing about the day dogs that come in here for day boarding to play. Yep. They're so excited to get here in the morning and they're so excited to go home at night. Yep. And and they don't even care if you leave them all night. Like yep. Goofy, I don't care. I'll see you tomorrow. And it's the same way with Hydra. Now she leaves her all night and side dog don't care. She's just perfect. N- neither does Aaron. Aaron's like, see ya. Yeah. Like, yeah, she gets to go do whatever she wants to do, and her dog gets to hang out here and go out and play more. Yeah. So it's the best of both worlds. And then Goofy, they brought him up the other day because he was just driving them nuts because he hadn't been up for a few days. That was fun today. Both Carrie and Aaron realized how much of a bad habit is that when you're standing there talking to let your dog be in front of you, yeah. but then when you're trained and have them on your left side and how much more complicated it makes it for the dogs. It is. That if they you can just stand wherever yeah. until you're in training mode and then all of a sudden they're doing it wrong. And for me, and I tell people constantly, people talk about, I want my dog to heal. It's like, first of all, most people don't understand really what heal means in my world anyway. And I'm right. no professional heal training guy, right. but. If I tell my dog to keep his ass by my left leg, that's where he needs to stay. Yeah. Or behind yeah. me. My cow dogs, I never taught them to heal. I taught them to come behind, which they walk behind me or they walk behind my fool or my horse or whatever it was. But you can let that dog out there on a leash 20 feet away on a retractable or a 50-foot lariat or whatever you want to do. But I think the bad part of for people, the bad thing is, is they start letting them dogs come up, sit in front of them. Yeah. And then the next five minutes, they're like really training on their dog and they don't want their dog to be there. And that's what I was talking about earlier yeah. when we were live on Facebook before the snow took her internet or whatever it is. Yeah. But if I don't tell my dog what to do and I have him on a leash, he knows what he cannot do. Right. He cannot yeah. lay on me. He yeah. cannot piss on my leg. He cannot sit in front of my feet. He can't pull the leash. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. He can hang out. Yeah. And for me, if he's on my leash, the best thing for him to do is lay down there by my leg and take a nap. Yeah. Yeah. And, or sit and look around at the sky or whatever, you know. Yeah. Like today with uh, Dobie and Hydra, they were watching that dog from across the field. Mm-hmm. And neither one of them got up. They yep. just sat there and watched that dog walk yep. all the way over by him and walk on down the street. And yep. neither one of them moved. And they watched. And even I was talking uh one of them was talking about should they be allowed to let Carrie their dogs stare like that. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, because did you just hear the car that went by? Your dogs both looked over there. Yeah. So they wasn't fixating on that dog that yeah. they were going to go kill him. Yeah. They just watched him to see if he's going to come over and say hi or whatever, you know. Yeah. And they may not even knew he's a dog, actually, because he's a little Pomeranian black thing. They might have thought he was a raccoon running by without stripes. <laughs> but they acknowledged the car that drove by. So it's not like they were not. Like today with Cash when he bit me yesterday. He didn't even know I was in the room because he yeah. was so fixed on his yeah. food bowl. And that's yeah. the difference between the dogs today looking at the dog yeah. versus Cash looking at his dog food. Yeah. And that's the thing. For me, people pick on their dogs sometimes. Yeah. They're like, they can't look over there. And then, like, getting dogs to look at you. I mean, I see it. I watch a lot of videos on treat training dogs to stare at you, you know. They teach them, watch me, watch me, watch me. And you can do that. I mean, and it does work, but I feel that 
don't know. I've never been really excited about dogs staring at me. You know? I've and never... I think a lot of that stuff that's different from your training is it's really just a band-aid. Because you, like, let's say you have a reactive dog and you're like, watch me, watch me, watch me. And then you're distracted and then that band-aid gets ripped off and you don't really have a dog that knows how to behave without being repetitively given that command. Like the other day we saw a lady that had a dog that carried the ball around and it had all sorts of do not pet, yada, yada. But it was like she had taught the dog to have a ball in its mouth. Well, that's their pacifier. That's what I mean. It's like that works if they've got the ball, but what if they drop the ball? And you see them do that. I used when I lived in Newburgh and I was building a fence a lot. I'd see the dogs more in town now. I don't go to town a lot, but you'd see a dog carrying a bottle, a plastic bottle, all the time. Yeah. And that's yeah. all it was, because then they were focused on holding my bottle. Yeah. And walking in a straight line. Yeah. And they didn't yeah. even look. They didn't know nothing else there. But if you took that bottle out of their mouth, holy shit. Or if they accidentally dropped yeah. it right when a dog yeah. was coming by, then you'd have it, a problem. It would be bad. Yeah. And so. For me, it works, you know, and that's what I tell people is whatever works for you. But a lot of these people will lock their dogs in the back room when they have company over. Yeah. If I go to someone's house and they say, well, I've got my pet bull or whatever, or chihuahua, <laughs> locked in the back room. Especially if they they're aggressive, chihuahua. I'm going to be like, well, you know what? I think I just got a phone call. I got to get on out of here. I'll leave. I'm not going to hang out if you got your dog locked in the back room because he's going to eat my ass. You know, it just it doesn't work for me. It's risky because the dog could still accidentally get out, and it's not really fair to the dog. No, and well, and somebody could open the door. Yeah. You know? yeah. And the bad thing for me, not always, not saying you can fix all them dogs, but we've fixed a lot of them over the years, you know. And I feel that a lot of times people give up on their dogs because they've tried and tried and tried, yeah. and they fed them. You know, we've had dogs. For two, I remember one week we had two different dogs came here, and. It's just, for now, it's like almost if you get one lab in today, it seems like you get four or five labs. Yeah. And if you get one rot wall, you'll get four or five. Yeah. And the fence is the same way when I built fence. I built one kind of fence, and it seems like I get three or four or five jobs on the same kind. And another brand of fence or whatever come in, be the same thing. And <clears throat> with these dogs, the two of them came in the same week, and both people had literally fed them both five different kinds of treats, training them. And they got to where they didn't want none of the treats. They just were tired of them. And the people was like, we didn't know what else to do. And I said, well, we don't feed treats. And they're like, that's good. We're tired of buying treats. Yeah, we've had a lot of people yes. that come in and say But these the two people were working. two in one week that had fed five kinds of treats to their dogs. Wow. It's like, holy shit. Maybe they watched the same video. I don't know. Maybe. And kept swapping treats yeah. until they got to five and they gave up. But maybe the magic number. But... And me, I don't knock people that treat train. I mean, do what you got to do, you know? Yeah. One of the things that I wish I had a paper in front of me, I don't, but I'm not going to pick on nobody. But we got this dog that's coming in, and I think it's bit a few people and maybe whipped a couple dogs or something. And, but it got us a little diploma from obedience class. From Petco. Oops. No, it wasn't even that. It was a different one. But they have their certificate, and they said it just barely graduated. But we can't let around no dogs because it just gets in trouble. And it's, I don't know, it's got a dozen one issues, you know. But it just barely graduated. Well, I was reading through the Canine Good Citizen paperwork that they do through AKC. It's a title where you can get your dog the Canine Good Citizen title. You can bite your left hand but not your right one? Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's definitely not really a, 
extensive. You know, we started trying to make a certificate here for dogs mm-hmm. to be certified through Morgan Pierce Dog Teacher on whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's like, my damn dog won't even pass my test. <laughs> and I've got pretty good dogs. <laughs> I mean, I'll take my dogs anywhere but sit. So I'm like, you know, do you do a half-ass test for them, you know? Do you do level one? So we made a really simple level one, and there was like five of us here, and four dogs failed, and they were good. I mean, them pot lickers wouldn't pull on a leash. They would sit, stay. <laughs> They'd come to you when you call. They would walk by your leg, but they still didn't pass the test. So it's like, well, I don't know. Yeah, we lost There's, internet. There's so many times. Yes, we're off Facebook. Hey, live. just unplug it and plug it back in. It may pop back on. It didn't work last time. Huh? It didn't work last time. Oh, then leave it off out there. We're making a podcast, so we're just talking <laughs> smack. That's fine. But <clears throat> for me, what dog training? The podcast is going to be gone. What? No, we don't need any. No, we just record the audio. Okay. <laughs> for me, whenever it comes to certificates for dogs and people. The bad part about the one that I'm doing is the reason hey, we're Brett, doing eat it. Hey, dinner. The reason we're doing it is because oh, that's what you have to have to go into the nursing homes. So Tilly and Lincoln have to pass this. And I went online, and now I'm the one who passes them. <laughs> oh, you did? You made it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, good. So I, now I'll do the test with Tilly and Lincoln. So I should be certified to do the test. You can do that, too. Yeah. I paid $100. <laughs> did you or did I? I did. <laughs> but for me, I seen that fly through the email somewhere. I think it's fun to have paperwork on dogs. Don't yeah. get me wrong. It, it just makes fun. it fun. But it's, it's silly to me, though, because it's called the canine good citizen. But I'm like, this is not really decipher if a dog is actually, because Rue can pass it. <laughs> she's cool. Hey, she's a good dog. Yeah, I agree with you. I, uh, I just think that for me, Leo can pass it. Rio? Leo? Leo. Oh, that's not good. Yeah, that's not good. I thought you said Rio. Like, yeah, she could. Yeah, duh. But for me, I feel that I was going to get certified different ways to be able to. Uh, AKC's got a stock dog deal where if your dog's interested in it, I don't remember what they call it now, but you can get them certified. They didn't have to work, they just needed to want to work. Same difference. Scout can pass that. Yeah. (laughs) And so, for me, I was going to get certified to do that, and I don't know whatever happened, we never did do it, but I was going to try to get certified to get different levels and different training. But for me, there's so much of it is, I feel... And I debate with the best of them over it. It's a lot of it comes down to an opinion. I think Bear is a great dog, and Roxy's a great dog, and Mars is a great dog. Other people could think they're not a great dog because of, I don't know, Bear pissed on a post or whatever, you know, or Roxy will eat your fingers trying to get a treat from you. I mean, there's, so it's all comes back to an opinion. They're all three great dogs. I mean, we use them every day. And lessons and stuff, and they don't ever get in trouble in lessons. No. I mean, if they're out doing something else, they might get honor in whatever, but they don't ever get in trouble to speak of. No. And I feel that scouts are getting to be the same way. And and Bodie, too. You know, mm-hmm. we used Bodie yesterday in the lesson. 
and for me, it's fun. And we use Concho quite often. Yeah. Not Sully so much. Uh, <laughs> but the only reason we don't use Sully is because Josh will have a heart attack if something ever happened to him and kill us all probably. But today I was talking about using Concho and some lesson and Mariah's like, you're going to have to get him sewed up. He gets hurt. And I was like, no, you're not using Scout. Yeah. So for me, it's just a matter of, you know, I feel that Bear, Roxy, and Mari are our go-to dogs. They but, are. Because they're not my kids. I mean, they're my dogs, and I make a living using them, and I treat them really good. And they, yeah. I mean, they eat good, and they got a good place to sleep, and heat and air conditioning, and they go to the vets if they need to, and, and they get out a lot. Yeah. The thing is, for me, is I, I go back to a person that lives in a, a house, whether it's a $10 cardboard box or a million-dollar mansion, they talk about their dog's activity in life versus mine, my dog's. Mm-hmm. If they, Let's say they leave at 5.30 in the morning and go to work, and they get home at 5.30 or 6 o'clock in the evening. How much quality time does their dog get Right. versus my dog's? I go to the kennels usually at 7 in the morning, and... Most of the time, I'm there at 7 at night. I mean, I take off an hour or two or whatever yeah. here or there. But my dogs get out who knows how many numerous times a day. Yeah. And Bear, he gets to lay in the round pen with me on his perch and watch me t- do dog lessons and stuff. And so I don't know what dog has the better life. <clears throat> I don't know. It, to me, it doesn't matter as long as all the dogs are happy. Right. And oh, the owners sure. are happy. The owners are happy with the dogs, you know, and that's one of the things I think people don't understand. My dogs don't sit, lay around just quivering, right, waiting to do something, yeah, and they don't quiver, they don't even get off the bed when I walk by their kennel. No, I mean, they don't care, yeah, because they know if I want them, I'll open the door and they'll come out. If yeah. I want to say hi to them, I'll say hi, and they might get up and come over there, they may not. Yeah. But the majority of people, when they come home from work, their dogs are doing backflips and cartwheels and tearing up shit. Yeah. And it's like, so, I don't know. Whenever I leave my dogs, when I walk out of the kennel, they're like, oh, they don't even wait by. No. You know, where a lot of these house dogs, they're flipping out when you go out of the house without them. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, for me, like I said, it always, so much of that stuff is just an opinion. Yeah. My opinion is, I think my dog's got a better life because yeah. they get to go out and romp through the woods and stuff. And not saying that this and nobody whose dogs don't, right. because I mean, you do what you do. A lot of people don't want to live out here in the country like I do, and I don't want to live in the city like they do. But now I see through the dog training that we do, I see so many of the dogs who live in town now come up here on Saturdays, mm-hmm. set your dogs free, their dogs get to go romp and run, and then when the creeks are up, they get to swim and have mm-hmm. fun and play in the water hole and the snow and stuff. So the, those dogs have the best of both worlds now. Mm-hmm. They get to live in the house, and they get to come up here and play in the woods. And a lot of these people now, they take their dogs to the beach. They take them yeah. hiking. They do a lot of things with the dogs because they've trained the dogs. to. They have confidence in the dog, and the yeah. dog has confidence in the owner. Yeah. So it makes a lot of fun for them. Has your dog changed a lot for you since you came here? Yeah, it's been great for her. <laughs> yes, she has. Now, the thing is, now you don't ever worry about her running off. And she does she get in trouble? Uh, not really. Not yet. Not yet. That's true. Yeah. She's starting That's to get her confidence up, though. She's, she's working on it. She'll start. I can you can tell. Because she was a lot was more confident here at the end of her three weeks. That was when we talked about how we were happy that she was 
starting to be a little bit of a turd because she yeah. was yeah. coming into herself. Doing stuff. Yeah. And that's a lot of the things yeah. that have changed with the dogs, and I don't know what kind of life she had before you came here with her. Because you, did you rescue her, or did you get her as a puppy? I got her as a puppy. And so, so many of the breeds, I not so many, but some of the breeds have a timid sides to them mm -hmm. sometimes, especially some of the Border Collie dogs. Mm -hmm. And it makes it really bad. And now I've seen a lot of blue healers come in and it seems timid. Their tails tucked and they're worried, you know. Yeah. And I've never seen that with the healers. Normally they'll square up to you and bite you in the ass and when you turn away from them. Yeah. But I've seen a lot more of the timid type healers coming in. And I don't know that somebody didn't breed a couple timid healers. And yeah. you start getting that side of the line and... And I feel your dog's that way. Your dog's timid by breeding, not by you. Yeah. And so it's really hard to get those dogs out of it. You know, it's yeah. just hard. I couldn't yeah. have a dog like that because if I sneezed or something, I don't want to have to go look for my dog. <laughs> <laughs> and some of them are that bad. I mean, and your little dog was, when she came here, she was pretty bad. But like we said, by the end of three weeks, she was starting to get in trouble. Yeah. And we were just super excited about it because, yeah. like, hey, like Bianca said, she's coming out of her show now. Yeah. And now she's stuck in the middle now. Like, I had her out last night when you were taking care of kennels and I took Pack out. And she, like, tried to go play and get in a little bit of trouble. And then I think it was yesterday or day before she was out in the field and with me in the playground. And she would run really crazy for a minute and then she'd be like, no, don't beat me up. You know, and That's so accurate, yeah. <laughs> and so she's just back and forth, which I don't know whether to play or whether to hide. And it's fun because she's trying to do something, she is. You know? yeah. And a lot of times, yeah. that's what it takes to get them out of yeah. there. And the owners have confidence, you know. I see you a lot more confident with her now, I feel, than you were the day I met you. Yeah, yeah, you know, you were really yeah. worried today. I met you about her, I think, and what she was going to do and what she wanted to do, and that she was scared of everything. And sometimes we make ourselves so worried that our dogs are worried all the time because we're worried all the time, and it just snowballs back and forth, and who knows which side it's going to stop yeah. on. Where, like Brett with his dog, Rue, she tries to start shit, but only certain days, only certain times, and only certain dogs. Depends what you had for breakfast. Yeah, and it changes daily. But me, I never worry about that dog. Would I have her out? I don't even have e-collars on her. Yep. Now I might because she's been such a nightmare to people. If I took her out, I might put e-collar on her because I'd be like traumatized that she's going to go get in trouble. And <clears throat> I don't know why. She has her pack members, you know? She does. And now Tilly will be one of them. Someday. <laughs> they will be fighting. Do they fight now? I don't really allow a lot of opportunity. Really? Yeah, she's she's not a huge fan of her. Your answer is no, though. They don't fight. Rue don't like Tilly? I don't really let Tilly around Rue much. See, that's fear of an owner, of her baby. She has snapped at Tilly multiple times. Well, I bet Tilly has snapped at her multiple times. I, that's why I don't let them together. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for me, I don't know. It's just hard when it comes to Rue. <laughs> we kept her up here for I don't even know how long. A long time. I, even, like I thought she was here like months. three weeks. It was like two like, months, hey, I it's think. It's been like two or three months. I'm yeah. Like, oh. yeah. Oh. 
I was paint on my jersey. Just one of the dogs in the kennels. Yeah. There. I didn't. It's amazing though. This morning, she jumped the fence because she was like, "Screw you, Bianca! I'm going with you guys." And so I didn't have any collar on her or anything. She just went out there free range, and all the dogs swarmed her. And she's like, "I'll be nice today. Just get them away." <laughs> but yesterday she was like, "I'm gonna kill him." <laughs> That's what I said. She just kind of has her moody days. Yeah, yeah. And I don't even know. I don't know. I've yeah. tried and tried and tried to figure it out. And I am. I'm. I know this doesn't make it better, but I have fully accepted that I am a major part of the problem. I, but she's freaking I've been hard. That since I've seen <laughs> I know. I didn't deny it. I'm just saying it's freaking hard. Because there's some days that she does fine. It's like, I'll do five things right, but I do one thing wrong. I breathe different. Because <laughs> it's cold. <laughs> Maybe it's the coat you put on. Probably. You may not like your yeah. scarf or something. I changed wear. my hair shampoo, probably. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't take much. Yep. And for me, it's just, you know, with my cow dogs, I whenever I work cow dogs, I mean, it's, I never allowed my dogs to fight. I mean, they've done some dog fighting out here. I've had dogs get sewn up from fighting, my personal dogs. But it's just a freak accident. Yeah. But I had a dog named Cross, and I had a dog named Slick, and they were litter mate brothers. Before they were eight weeks old, I had to separate them. And there was like 11 pups in the litter. And these two fought. I mean, they didn't argue. They wanted to kill one another, so I separated them. I couldn't get them to quit fighting, so I sold one of them to a guy in California. And <clears throat> I don't know. I ended up getting buying the dog back like a year later because the guy wasn't getting along with him for some or whatever reason. I brought him, and he was a nice dog. He was a cow eating machine. I brought him back, and when those two dogs seen one another, it was on. And they hadn't seen one another for like a year. <laughs> when I took them out to work, I had to keep them separated. And as long as they were working, they were good. But when my word for my dogs that'll do means they had to quit and we're going to go to the truck or whatever. Before I could tell them that would do, I had to have one of them in my hand wow. on a leash. Because if they were on a herd of cattle, if they were on opposite sides and I said that'd do, bam, they would go meet in the middle and I mean it would be on. Like sewed up fighting too. Wow. Not like argue dogs. Yeah. That's why I say all these dogs, they just argue. Every once in a while there's people that just don't <clears throat> like each other. <laughs> and these dogs they were brothers litter mate brothers yeah. but they just hated one another and yeah. I finally got rid of the one dog well I ended up selling the other dog too yeah. later but first other dog but it's just that way they just hate one another but Rouge don't have that issue yeah she has buddies but she just picks a random dog and she don't like it yeah That's and like, I mean her buddies are her buddies she's yeah. never even lifted a lip at them ever but the other ones yeah. she might love them yeah but then she might hate them. It depends on if it's Tuesday or Wednesday. So Mariah sometimes will be like, no, ruins are, don't get along. I'm like, that was yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> Different day today. Yeah. Yeah. Her and Keita got yeah. along great when Keita was here for board and train. And Mariah and I were laughing about it because we're like, Rue picked the other nervous one. Now Keita's not so nervous and Rue doesn't like her anymore. <laughs> she don't want like, to take no, over the herd. You can't sit with us anymore. <laughs> there can only yeah. be one messed up dog. No, never heard. Yeah. And it is for me with the dogs that I think people, a lot of times people misunderstand dogs because of the fact that, like we told the lady today with the little puppy, it was here for a lesson and Tilly scared it. And a lot of times that's when the people will take that puppy out. Right. 
Right. And I told the lady that's why it's so important to leave the puppy in there. Yeah. And they ended up playing together yep. again. Yep. And, and it didn't take long because the people didn't get five involved. minutes or yeah. whatever they were back yeah. to playing. But if you would have just took yeah. that pup out, it yeah. would have left traumatized because Tilly looked at it wrong yeah. or whatever, stole his toy or whatever happened. But they were both little puppies, <clears throat> and people will stop that right now and they'll be like, "No, my yeah. dog can't get hurt." Yeah. And then it's traumatized for life. Yeah. And if you don't, and then when you do try to bring it back. It might want to try to whip dogs because it's yeah. like, I don't want beat up, and i got to get the first bite in. And that's yeah. whenever they start getting in trouble, and the people, it just keeps on snowballing, and then before you know it, you got a traumatized five-year-old dog. Yeah. And yesterday, Keita got her feelings hurt by Ruth, so she wanted to go back to the barn, and she had her feelings hurt, and I didn't baby her or anything, and then she went out with dogs, and she was over it. But if I would have babied her... Yes, and that's what makes it so bad. And you... Yeah. And you, I don't see you doing I don't even see No, you, you handled it fine yesterday. I don't see her like, caring. Crap, you know? I got to go tell Eliana Rue was not nice to her dog. And she's like, oh, cool, she's good. <laughs> and that's what's so... Like, she's not bleeding, she's yeah, fine. Yeah, exactly. That's, <laughs> that's what's so hard on people with their dogs is they... Did I need this, My I don't need this on I yeah, took it off, turned it off earlier. But it is, it's really hard for people... And I told some people yesterday or day, whatever it was, I, as bad as it is now in our world where kids get put in timeout, you know, and they get an iPad or an iPhone so they don't get their feelings hurt while they're in timeout. And I feel that as bad as that is, I feel there's so many people who would literally whip their child before they would discipline their dog. Oh, for sure. Yes. For it's sure. gotten yeah. that yeah. bad, yeah. you know. Yeah. I told somebody here recently, they need to go to Walmart and get my dog off the shelf and keep your dog. But when you're really, really needing to pet on your dog, yeah, I don't know, yeah. 50% of the time, get the little fluffy dog from Walmart and <laughs> yeah. pet on it and leave the other dog laying in the floor yeah. for a while and let it rest. Yeah. And it's gotten that bad. It's bad. I never have. I mean. That girl today, that the roommate, she had <laughs> Roxy Mari Bear Scout. That was all of them, but like all of them, she was petting all of them at the same time, and they were all like, yeah, this is awesome, but she's like, oh my God, I haven't been able to pet a dog in two weeks. I'm like, holy crap, you might get rid of your roommate before you take your dog home. You know, me, I would never have, I mean, there. I've wrote two books, I know you haven't read them, you probably don't even know I wrote them. But I've written two books about working cow dogs and getting in trouble with my dogs and catching a lot of cattle too, but running over top of car vets with cattle. I didn't do it, the cow did. Running inside of houses, I mean, tearing down fences, getting bucked off horses, all kinds of stuff. But <clears throat> me and uh, a friend of mine, and the story's in the book. He actually, I think he wrote his own little story and put it in there. And we were riding horses back up on the mountain over here off Ball Peak Road trying to catch some cattle, wild buck, or not wild, but bucket stock, and they were just rank. And we rode up, had a couple of my dogs there, and I always had a loop out just in case we ran on one and I could rope one. And we rode up by this property line, you know, you could see where the people's grass was in these forests, and we rode up there. And these people, I don't remember what it was, it seemed like a rot wall or something, and they come hauling ass, and they seen the dog, and they didn't stop the dog, and they come hauling ass at my dogs. And, man, I shook a loop, and I cracked a knot across his head. I mean, I rope whipped that dog, and it, whoop, and it went back to the house. And the people didn't come out and say nothing, and we just turned around and rode off. But it's still yet. I mean, I feel they couldn't have stopped that dog 
and it was probably a hundred pound whatever Rottweiler, and I knew it was going to kill my little 40, 50 pound cow dogs. And I just instincts kicked in, and I roped whip shit out of it, and it went on back to the house. It didn't want no more me or my dogs or my horse. <laughs> but for me, that's protecting my dog, right? You know, and I feel that people protect their dogs from like I tell people I laugh about it all the time but it's like when we get a dog here that's a rescue dog people are like oh my god this dog missed a meal one time mm -hmm. well I missed a meal a lot of times when I was a kid now I don't because I eat a lot of meals every day. <laughs> back then I missed meals and never thought nothing about it and I miss meals now here I mean the other day at the kennels I started at like seven that morning or whatever and I never did eat until that night I ate dinner even Suzanne told me, you need to go eat. And I'm like, you know, I didn't really have time because we were busy. But I don't care. But people's dogs, hell no. They're like, we feed them three times a day? <laughs> Why? <laughs> and they do, you know. And, and so it's got two tablespoons of butter and yeah. three tablespoons <laughs> of rice and raw chicken and refrigerated. <laughs> and for me, it's whatever works for the dogs. But normally, I feel that when a dog goes for board and train, they're not going to the Hilton. We say that a lot. Yeah, they're coming here to be trained yeah. and reprogrammed a lot. And yeah. I think sometimes if you take the 15 treats a day away and the extra pieces of raw chicken and steak and burger or whatever steaks, yeah, I guess, whatever you feed them dogs, sometimes take that away and just put them back on their dog food and let their stomach get back in shape and let them get in a little bit of shape and get a better attitude and learn some manners and be with a pack of dogs. I'm always pushing the issue about trying to get your dogs with a pack of dogs so they can learn to be a good dog, and then you can teach good dogs. It makes life a lot easier for them yeah. than it does if you're letting them sit there watching, I don't know, Casper or whatever kids watch now on TV. Cats. These dogs. <laughs> hey, that was my when I was a kid. I think that's an old show, <laughs> What's that little dude that uh, Ranch Ranger watched all the time? It's on Channel 301 on Direct TV. <laughs> I don't know where's that. I don't know. <laughs> but they watch it. I think the dogs watch it with them. You know? I mean, it's just crazy what dogs do now and what people let them do. And then one day they wake up and they're like, hey, my dog's not good. And it's like, He's five years old. That started when he was eight weeks old. And now we just now got to where it snapped. And here recently, we had a dog dropped off, but not on. I'm surprised the people even stopped. I'm surprised they didn't just chunk him out the window <laughs> with a note on him. Yep. Just call me when he's trained. I've had enough. And, and it is. I mean, some of the dogs are that honor. And, you know, we get dogs here, and I was talking to someone today at the park about it. and this is their last stop, or if we don't fix them, they don't get lit. They've got to put them down because yeah. they're just too much trouble. Yeah. And it's just sad when dogs get to that point because of the fact that I feel normally it could have been stopped a lot sooner, but at the same time, on the people's defense, I see some of these people have tried a lot of different trainers, and it just doesn't work. And on the flip side, some of those people, once they've found us, then they do come here, and then they know the dog needs to go to a different home, but they pay to fix it first yes. and then rehome it. Yes, we've had that happen numerous yeah. times, too. Yeah. We kept one dog, I don't even remember, 10, 12 weeks or whatever years ago, three years ago, whatever it was. And I told a guy when he brought the dog here, I don't think dogs would work for you. And he was a cool dog, but he got in a fight with his other dog that he'd had for a long time. And he's like, well, whatever it is, let's just fix him and we'll rehome him. And so we did. And then he paid for, I don't know, 
three or four weeks of board and train, and we just charged him some board money because we just kept the dog and trained on him anyway until we found a new home. And then I think the people that got the dog paid the last $500 on it that the guy owed because they were tickled to death to get him because they got a cool-ass pit bull. And <clears throat> everybody come out happy with it, you know. And for me, it's just neat to see that that guy accepted the fact that he, he rescued a dog too. Uh, but he just seen that it wasn't going to work for him and the way he lived. I mean, he worked a lot like myself, and his other dog rode around in his truck with him a lot, and he just couldn't have two dogs riding two pit bulls on job site all the time. Mm -hmm. So for me, he done the right thing, you know. He didn't try to keep the dog and lock one dog up like a lot of people do and keep them separated. And, and we have people now that, I don't know, they get one fluffy out at a certain hour and put him up and get the other fluffy out at a certain hour so the two fluffies can't be together. Yep. And that's yep. just not cool yep. either, you know. I mean, that's like having two kids. And we have a dog coming in that they have to have double barriers in their house <laughs> to keep their dogs apart. Not because they can't be nose to nose at the gate. They have to have double gates. And yeah. they just have been living like that, not really having hope for fixing the dog. Yeah, it's just hard, you know. But it's hard, like I said, <clears throat> for a lot of these people that spend a lot of money. Mm-hmm. To try to fix these problems. Yeah, with them, they've been to multiple trainers yeah. and not had results. So, and hopefully we can. You know, yeah. I mean, my goal is, and I, my belief is that we can fix the dog. I worked with the dog once already, and you did. Did you see it? Were you here? I was there. Yeah. 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 And so I think the dog's it's fixable enough to be okay. Yeah. Now, I don't know how great a dog not it'll like be. Not like come to set your dog free, dog, but yeah, but you can walk down the street with it, not worry yeah. about trying to kill dogs. Yeah. And. I, I feel anyway, like I said, I don't know what only time will tell, but I just feel that it's it's neat that they're willing to spend the money and the effort to try to fix yeah. the dog. Because there's a lot of people that just give up. Yeah. They're like, I'll just get rid of my dog. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. And I go back to the fact that I feel that a lot of the rescue dogs, like we've got a dog here now, Callie. She's what, a year, year old maybe? I think a little older than that. Year and a half? Yeah. Of German Shepherd Lab, nice dog. I mean, she's on her website and stuff. I got her, I don't know, Facebook. Facebook. And then she's on Newburgh Animal Shelter's page. <clears throat> and she was a little bit crazy when she came here. Yeah. And now she's cool. I mean, she's like my buddy. She hangs out with me, runs around with me. She's on leash, off leash, doesn't matter. And uh, she needs a home. They're wanting to adopt her out. And for me, I'm wanting to get her adopted out because they got another dog there. I got my eye on. I'd like to try to check out yeah. and see if we want to bring it in. Yeah. Because with the Newburgh Shelter, we bring a dog. It's supposed to be once a month for two weeks, but Callie's been here three or four weeks. I don't yeah. even know. But normally when we get them here, we just keep them until they find a new home. And uh, I think that Callie's going to make somebody a great dog, somebody that's got a little bit of energy, yeah. you know, that'll play ball with her or whatever, take her for hikes or let her run or put her on treadmill, whatever, get her some exercise. I think she'll make them a great dog. But And I'm surprised she hasn't gone. Me I don't too. know if it's... I don't know if it's the season or what. I don't even know why she's still here. But So we need to bail. Yep. Y'all need to go let some dogs out. Yep. I'm going to go prop my feet up. Thanks for listening to the Marvin Pierce Dog Teacher Podcast. If you found this information helpful, we suggest following even more of our dog training tips and resources on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. Just search Marvin Pierce Dog Teacher.